So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have? It's not color. It's culture. S explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in a space Spielberg right did Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural differences. I know, you know, we all know what it is with a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. Huh? That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. Right. So it's a culture. What's going on, good people? Rich here, school in the building. What's going on, brother? What's up, my guy? Slow motion, man. Back at it again with another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. Yes, sir. Discussing Raising Canaan, Power Book 3, Season 1, Episode 3. Episode is titled Stick and Move. And what an episode it was. Um, they are still building the momentum with the show, and I've been very pleased with what they've been offering the first three episodes. Definitely. Um, before we get into everything, we want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen. Uh, we're definitely having a good time uh, discussing this and getting some feedback from people about what they think is going to happen and what they think about certain characters. So we definitely appreciate it. And before we get into this week's episode, as always, if you have not watched episode three stop this episode turn on that episode and then come back to this episode and we'll make sure we get you together but uh stick a move fitting title for the episode because there was a lot of well before i even get into that for those that don't know it's a, it's a boxing reference i'm sure everybody's heard the term but predominantly comes from boxing um when a fighter's really trying to make sure they duck all types of shots from their opponent so they can land their own counterpunch, you know, their big knockout blow. Yeah. And that's exactly what was going on, as you see throughout the episode. And we're going to break down a lot of those scenes and a lot of those moments. We're going to have a character conversation. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, then. So let's kind of do a quick recap of this episode, just to kind of hit on a few points um, of what transpired. Start the episode with Shaggy running the corner. Um, great example of sticking and moving because this is not a young man's game. As uh, Kanan narrated at the beginning, um, or young man business, as he said. Yeah. Um, back in the early 90s, the cops ran down on you on the corner. Yeah. And if you didn't escape, yeah. you went central booking. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. So, um, as you always like to say, there no big dudes on the corner. Yeah, wasn't none of them. Yeah. Cause, uh, and it goes back to what you said about the intro, like with Kanan, like your head has to be as quick as your feet. And it's funny because on that scene, I thought that when he was running out, scrap. I thought uh, Howard was going to be there, like... Oh, yeah. Like, because he said that, so... Yeah, nah, he got away, man. Shaggy, Shaggy is a funny dude, man, yeah, for that, real, that real. Whole, yeah. Shaggy is a funny dude, <laughs> but it was just a great intro to the episode when you talk about sticking and moving. Yeah. Um, You have another sticking and moving, Rock and Symphony. Um, A little bit too much for my liking. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it, man, because I don't... I think yeah. we both share the same feeling, like, we kind of yeah. feel like, like, Rock my girl, for yeah. real, like... She the OG, man. Yeah, I, I ain't with all that. So, you get <laughs> Symphony and Rock because they grow their relationship. You have a couple scenes throughout this episode to see that, um, you know, for the first time, Rock is actually expressing um, emotion and feelings mm -hmm. towards Symphony. There's yeah. a scene where she talks to Jukebox and, yeah. you know, her and Symphony have a conversation um, later in the episode about, you know, what is this to you and mm -hmm. things of that nature. So, that's a whole different side that, that uh, the series is now starting to dig into. Kanan's still struggling with D-Wiz's death. Um, yeah. You know, as we remember, Kanan's on the outside and he has no idea that 
Um, Rock is the one who set everything up, and Uncle Lulu is the one that pulled the trigger. Right. He's just trying to get information like everybody else, and he bears the weight of knowing that he's the one that really pulled the trigger. Yeah. I love when shows do that. It's three or four days after the funeral. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you... I didn't. We didn't get to see him get told that, but you can still see that stress on him. That weight. Get told. Hold on. Get told what? That D Rock or that um, D Wiz was killed. Oh, like yeah, the initial news. Yes, I yes. He I didn't get you. the initial news. We didn't see that, but and you can still see the weight on it mm-hmm. like, on him. So shout out to Makai. Yeah, Makai Curtis. Yeah, every every scene that D Wiz was kind of mentioning, he played that very well. Mm-hmm. Like it's still fresh. Mm-hmm. Um. He's trying to move forward, but at the same time, he's 15, as we find out in this episode. Yeah, yeah. He's 15 years old, so... We also find out Rock is 31. She, yeah, yeah. Fine ass. Yeah, and that makes that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, police department, on their side of things, they are under pressure to make some arrests. <laughs> Howard is in the in his uh, his rookie that he's training. Yeah. They are in the lieutenant's, whoever's office, and they are getting the dope on the table speech yeah. that all police departments like to give. Yep. Let's get this photo op so everybody knows that it's A-OK <laughs> in Southside, Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the family business, we have Rock's Corners being taken down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Uniques aren't getting touched at all. So Rock, they quickly put together something's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and they know Howard's involved in it and they know the police is involved in it. So they're trying to make their own moves. When you talk about sticking and moving, that was the biggest play of yes. this whole episode. Yep. And we'll get into that later on. We found out that Detective Howard has leukemia. No real family around, but they did keep mentioning some family in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, enough to the point where I'm feeling that we're going to have some family from Alabama yeah. come up for Howard. I don't know what kind of role they're going to play, but um, I think that's going to be pretty interesting. Juke and Nicole, um, two different sides of Juke this episode. You have one yeah. where you see her blossoming relationship with Nicole. Yeah. And then right after, you get into the Low Life crew yeah. um, and, and the whole polo. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more also. Um one of the best scenes that I liked or the mirror scenes um, in this episode, we won't, I won't break it down yet, but Kanan going to Uncle Marvin's house and Juke going to her Aunt Raquel's house. Yeah. Like those two mirror scenes just showed you a lot about mm-hmm. everybody's relationship. Rock is up to her moves of her own. She ends up making a deal to get some information on Unique's re-up. She then meets with Howard to give him this information, which of course ends with Unique's Rio being taken. Uh, I think a couple members of the crew being dead from how the cop car crashed into him. And then also Unique not having any product on the corners. Yeah. Kanan strikes a deal with Uncle Marvin to get some to get some weight on his own, to make a little bit of extra money. And we see him make his first sale. And we see that the spark in the eye. Mm-hmm. Just that that it's like an instant addiction, you can kind of tell. Yeah. And he even the character even mentioned it during the narration. Like you saw he got something now. Yeah, that's some other sticking and moving. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. He made his own side deal, yeah. and it's all based off Davina. When he yeah. found out that she was selling those tools, yeah. I'm about to get some little money and like <laughs> make sure I put it in her pocket and press her. He got his kiss. Yeah, we all seen that coming, man. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. So him and Uncle Marvin on their own, you caught it. Yeah. they something, Something's yeah. building. Something yeah. building between those two. And like I said, we've learned a lot about Uncle Marvin and Juke's relationship. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of little subtle references throughout this episode about it. And the episode ends with Rock and Kanan going to visit D. Wiz's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just by the the look of things and the ending narration, I think Kanan's putting together what happened. Yeah. Um, there was just that look he gave her. And K 
Kanan's narration at the end talking about, you know, the person who is has his hand up at the end of the fight is the one that got all the answers. Mm-hmm. And Rock was just playing everything too cool. And I just felt, but I feel like Kanan really understands or is starting to put together that his family has something to do with D-Wiz being killed. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. And that's one of the great things about the writing on power is like a lot of stuff they show us, but they, the, the, excuse me, they show us, but the characters don't really discuss it. Like just those looks at the end of that, like, man, the acting is crazy. Yeah, it's been, it's been phenomenal. like, Like, uh, rock and just her coldness. And then the strategy that she has, like, her, her, she cold, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Rock the truth, man. She's mm -hmm. taking, I think she's becoming a quick fan favorite out of everybody in the power universe. Mm -hmm. Um, just in these first three episodes alone, she's incredible. Um, we got a couple new characters, new character alert that I want to kind of get into. Um, we'll start with, Jessica Figueroa, we met her episode one, but this yeah. one we got a little bit more information about her. Yeah. Uh, we see her and Uncle Lulu are together from what yeah. it seems like, and she's yeah. sticking to moving herself. Yeah. She's trying to put the family on as they go right. up to the studio, and she's mm-hmm. telling her, you know, my brother famous, a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, she also is... Uh, she gonna be hated, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think she's, you know what, she's giving me a little bit. I know what you're about to say. She giving me a little bit of Holly vibes. She giving me a little bit of Holly vibes. Yeah. And she's starting to let Lulu know, like, you're bigger than this. People want to know about you. And Lulu seems like a laid back natural type. Like, he's not the one to be out yeah. there. Kind of like reminds me of Ace and Peyton Fool. Yeah. Um, and her telling him that, you know, what you're doing with your sister, small time. Like, yeah. you know, the yeah. wheels are already turning. Yeah. Yeah. But the the one thing about that though to me is like she gonna be hated, but in a way she's doing what she's supposed to do is his girl. You know what I mean? Like she's supposed to. Now you're right. It's family. I get that. Not, not even that. Not even that, man. Like we, I don't know enough information to. I mean, that's his girl. But even he says like, how you know all this about me? You don't yeah. even know me like that. Like yeah. he's even saying that. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's kind of like she yeah. gaming a little bit. Yeah. She's jumping the right. gun or she's right. trying to see like, I got an opportunity to change something for myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take advantage of it right, right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, she could be down. She could mm-hmm. be loyal, but right. time will tell. Mm-hmm. And then as we just mentioned the studio, uh, we got a new character, Quincy Brown, who plays Crown Camacho. He mm-hmm. is the, looks like the owner of the studio because he mentioned yeah. he owned all the equipment in there. Yeah. Um, but I was, do you remember the name of it? I can't remember the name of the actual studio. He nah. mentioned it. It's some weird, yeah, crazy name. Dang, man, my bad, y'all. But yeah, uh, Quincy Brown, he did a real good job. I don't know what his role is going to be in this world. I don't know where his character fits and what it's going to, you know, what he's going to do, but. Yeah. I feel like, uh, he's going, I feel like he's going to get famous on and then they, somehow he's going to get cut out. Like. Because they made they made sure that they made or they kept saying that he he he's a talent searcher like he finds talent but Lulu knew already knew more about the equipment than he did because remember he said his dad was in it yeah. so and he was naming off all that stuff but even the engineer said it like he just owns this stuff he don't know shit about it for real so I think they gonna sneak him man huh? I don't know man talent don't I mean talent uh power don't really waste actors. You know, everybody has a role in some way. I don't know what his is going to be, but it's going to be interesting to find right. out. Um, but you could be absolutely right, man. I, I'm looking forward. you made a lot of predictions, man. I'm looking forward to all of them. <laughs> then lastly, you have Lawrence Gilliard Jr. 
who plays Azuma Dean Tipton, but we'll call him Dean because as Kanan said, yeah. ain't nobody got time to say all that shit. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. Um, Lawrence Gilliard Jr., if you yes. around our age, man, he's been in a ton of stuff. Obviously. The water boy. I was, that's the first <laughs> thing I was going to say. Um, and I, I feel like I'm, I feel like everybody's taking over-unders on my wire references. Yes. Um, and I feel like I do it all the time. But he was in The Wire, man. This is D'Angelo Barsdale. I can't help it. I wasn't trying to bring up The Wire this episode, but that's D'Angelo Barsdale, man. I got to give him some props. Yes, sir. Um, but you find out he's the plug, and he mm-hmm. looks like he's the quiet, and he, he doesn't play. Like, yeah. Sosa type. Dep- nah. Send the whole, me, your whole family down if you play me he over. He gave me them Sosa vibes. He gave me them, he gave me them Gus vibes, bro. Like, yeah. Like they say, he quiet. He had bingo with his mom. Like, you, that's not where you expect, like, come on, man. He gave me them Gus vibes. Violent, too. They said he violent. Yeah. Silent, Silent, but violent. violent. Like, that was Gus. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting that, uh, He's supplying both unique and right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like for his better interest, there'd be a little bit more. He might want to, you know, make sure that there's a little bit more peace. Because mm-hmm. it's still all my product. It's all money to me. Yeah. So y'all beefing ain't helping my business. Nah, not at all. Um, but, you know, I'm sure we'll find out more about that. Um, but they got the same plug where you normally you don't see. They got one plug. Yeah. And no plug. Like, even if it's a duo, it's a partnership. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, because... Obviously, when you look at the original power, you got Ghost and Tommy and they're reporting to Lobos. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you got every Louise and all them reporting to Ghost and Tommy. They the distro. Yeah. Like, so the fact that he has two distros in the same borough in yeah. South Jamaica, Queens. It makes me feel like at some point they were connected and something happened to where they just split it. Like, well, you know, just... I, I I know that they mentioned something about high posts and some, whatever arrangements he had. And obviously, Unique's brother, we know, mm-hmm. who used to run things before. So... Who knows what happened afterwards? And Rock don't seem like the type that's taking no. Like yeah. these is no. Yeah. Like I'm I'm getting in. However y'all want to do it, we both we both can be distro. Right. So who <laughs> knows? You know, we might learn more as the season goes on, and I'm sure we have to because, as I've been saying, I have to know more about Uncle Marvin's time at the head of the family. Yeah. And how that even came to be, how it ended, the whole nine. So definitely need more information on that. Let's just talk about some of the standout scenes in this episode. Um, break those down a little bit. I'll start with the big one. As I mentioned earlier, I just think the biggest play in this episode is both Unique and Rock going at each other with the help of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. We saw last week Unique meeting with Howard. You know, you need to look at your girl, talk to your girl Raquel. Like, mm-hmm. they doing that whole, you know, spiel. And then this week, Rock, Rock's corners get hit up. Right. Unique's Walking home free, he cool. Yep. So Rock obviously peeps that, knows what's going on, sees a play where hey, I can get the you know since we do have the same distro, which once again is very weird to me. Yes, I can get the drop on when your re up happening. I can get this information to the uh, detective, and now you out of business while I'm up here eating again. So and now you gonna have some problems with the connect because mm-hmm. if he calling in talking about something, we got to meet if my stuff you know if this happens yep. again, he gonna have that same meeting yep. with you. Yep. Um, so very well played by Rock. Not to be played for a sucker. And the meeting with Howard. Like, she came, like, there's certain things you don't say to a man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially grown man and grown man. I don't know if it's different because Rock is a woman, bro. But the stuff she was saying, I'm not even going to repeat it. Because, yeah. like, there's, like, but the stuff she was saying, like, and alluding to, mm-hmm. like, Rock. Like, chill. <laughs> like, what you want right now? You mad disrespectful. But, listen, if I'm Rock, that's exactly how I'm coming at yeah. it, too. So you already playing games. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to eat too. But scenes like that just go to show me that Rock is just a natural hustler. 
Like she was, she was either it's either really in her or she was really raised up right. Yeah, if we and find she, out that oh sorry, no go ahead. If, the, if we found out that um, Juke learned her hustling from Rock, I'm just gonna be like oh, you know what I mean? Like I'm not surprised. I think that I think that makes sense. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Um, we learned this episode there. They lived together. Like yeah. Juke was living with yes. Rock for a while, yes. so there's a very good chance that she did realize mm-hmm. um realize that. Yeah, we find out a lot in that scene. Yeah, like both of those scenes. Like I said, we'll get to those here in a second. Um, I think the low life scene uh, was a real big one because it showed two different. That I mean, the back and forth where you had the if you ever went to Kings Island back in the day, late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands, you did one of those videos. I'm sure the little yeah. the little booth you go into and you get some little karaoke with the clouds in the background. Yeah. Uh, but just seeing her emotion and how much fun she had with uh, Nicole. She went from that to going straight to jacking mm-hmm. and getting the end for the. I keep talking about the low life, so that was an homage to in the late eighties, early nineties, the low life crew, um, who were known for rocking a lot of polo, those ski jacket. They used to call them suicide skis because wearing them was pretty much like suicide. You can lose your life if you rock mm-hmm. one of them. A lot of chain snatching, a lot of take that jacket off, a lot of what sizes them. Like I'm glad <laughs> you bought that for me. Yeah, um, that was going on and. There was a crew that used to go out and just... I mean, there was a big misconception. I mean, they did wear a lot of polo, but there was other stuff too. Tommy, right. gas, all that kind of stuff. Whatever was popping. But um, when you see them stealing and, and boosting, that's yeah. pretty much how they got down. So yeah. the fact that... the I think Rip was his name. He yeah, said, like, this, this that low life. Like, yeah. it was an homage to them tip of the hat. If you want to know more information, I suggest you Google them. Pretty fascinating stuff. Um but I just love the complexity of Juke. And she yeah. has two completely different sides because she was compassionate and affectionate in that scene to as soon as you see her get pressed in this scene, yeah. you ain't from where I'm from. You see her get bucked and you see yeah. her get the, like, Juke ready. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she not playing. And he knew, like, right. he stopped doing what he was doing yeah. and went on. There was another scene later in this episode where she's selling her stuff in the park. Yeah. And the white dude runs up and she calls him detective and she just snaps on him. Like, yeah. get the fuck up out of here. Like, yeah. Yeah. Juke ain't playing no games. So yeah. it's coming bit and, by bit. And I also like the, the softness when she was with Nicole. Like, just that shyness of singing and, like, that's the same chick 10 minutes, like, 10 yeah. minutes ago. Like, that's wild. So yeah. shout out to uh, Haley. Yeah, Haley uh, Kilgore. Yeah, Haley Kilgore. She's doing her thing too. Yeah, she's a star. Sorry, baby, but you, I mean, you on the screen with Rock, Patina Miller, she killing it though. Like, yeah, yeah. Ellie Kilgore is killing it, man. She's, She's a star. She's a star. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to just shout out. You were, you said last week how how arrogant Howard was, and mm-hmm. he did the same thing this week, beating yeah. on his chest. Yeah. Um, when he was talking to his partner, when he's telling yeah. her she don't belong, like they know I bring the reckoning. They know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I ain't playing around out here. Yeah. Like you, he just real yeah. like he thinks a lot more of himself than I think the streets do. <laughs> um, question on that too, like hood is it a hood movie thing or do niggas really know when a rookie cop is around like yeah i think you know that you you just that's something you know um i think you just learn how to spot the police anyway oh yeah absolutely but just that rookie part like you see that in every yeah because you can tell by the terminology yeah yeah, it's like any job like let's take the cop part of it yeah you take the cop part of it any job that you have you can tell when somebody's brand new and someone's been there for a minute yeah Especially when it comes to dealing with other people, whether they're criminals, whether they're customers, you right. Like, there's just a certain way you go about it. You can tell, like, oh, you, yeah, yeah you, you about textbook, to, yeah. you, you saying the script, textbookish, yeah, yeah. And 
and everybody gonna climb you too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, rookie. Like, <laughs> yeah. You feel me? You seen it as training day, yeah. <laughs> rookie. Like you just know. Like I, I've dealt with police way too much yeah, to know who's been around who ain't. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Not a scene that I want to talk about, but I just love the moment when Davina showed up at the stash house or walking past the stash house. I think that scene is very important. I think it's very important. Um, I don't really have much to get into it about right now, but I just think it was the the whole reason I'm bringing up the scene is when Scrappy just you know he said it. Plus, she ain't in the game, and Scrappy like everybody's in the mm-hmm. game. Like, and that's the mentality you gotta have: stick yeah. and move. Like, protect yourself at all times. Stick yeah. and move. Boxing. Yeah, I think I think that it's just important too to note that Davina was fucking with Buck Twenty, who was a worker for Unique. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. the streets talking, they know, man. Listen, Davina's gonna play a big role in something. I just I just feel it. Like yeah, it's, gonna it's be, coming. It's gonna be real interesting to see what mm-hmm. happens with that. As I alluded to earlier, um, the back to back scene, the mirror images. Yeah. Um, I think that just said so much about the relationships that are going on in this family and how people look at one another within this whole dynamic of business and family. Mm-hmm. So you have Uncle Marvin going through Juke's room. He says he's looking for a belt. I'm not sure if that's the case, but he was going through a room and the Canaan creeps up behind like, what you doing in Juke's room? Like, yeah. Nigga, what you doing in my house? house. Yeah. Hey, I love hey. what he said. Nigga, this ain't no tree house. You can't <laughs> just have niggas popping in. Hey. So, you know, give me the key. Like, took, make sure he got the key back. Mm-hmm. And then they still go about their business. You know, we talked about earlier um, the side deal that they have. And you have the same kind of scenario when Rock's in Kanan's room and she's looking at D-Wiz's obituary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Juke is there. And she kind of subtly kind of says, yeah. you know, where Kanan's more direct. Like, what you doing in Juke's room? She's mm-hmm. like, I ain't want to, yeah, you know. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a little bit different. And then you... uh you just told how protective Rock is. Like are those cans, cause I know, like my, I know my brother ain't got my niece out here yeah. in the trash. Like they just had that bond and just talking about, you know, we ain't had one of them nights in a minute. Like yeah. you all right? like you good? Yeah. And you, like, you yeah. Really opening it up to each other. Yeah, and you find out, you find out that they do that one every, like they sounds like they do that once a week or at least once a month. They connect and just kick it on the couch and just talk and catch up. And like you said. uh they came up with their deal. Excuse me. Kanan and Marvin come up with the deal. And then Rock and Juke. Like, she asked her, please don't tell my dad about my dude. Like, our, you know, Nicole, she didn't tell her. But she asked her not to tell her that I'm in love. And you find out that Rock is in love with Symphony. Like, I don't know if I say she in love with him. But she made him. She described love. And then said, I got something like that too, baby. Like I Something she, to make her happy. I don't think she in love. But I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, even even things such as my house is your house, you got a direct correlation. Marvin's t- literally taking the key back from yeah, Canaan, yeah. So where Rock is like, my house is your yeah, house. house, like yeah. whatever you need, you more than welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Juke mentioning, don't tell, don't tell my dad because any I've noticed between the last two episodes, like she just there's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't want anything to do when he tried to give her the ride. I'm straight, I'm like mm-hmm. I don't want my dad on my bed. But furthermore. Juke doesn't like people in her business to begin with. Yeah. Because when she went off on um, D-Wiz and, and uh, Famous yeah. about having to do something after school. Like, and they was like, whoa, like, my bad. Yeah. Like, so that's a thing that's going on with her also. But you can definitely tell the same thing with Uncle Marvin. Because when she was schooling Kanan and Famous, even though Famous went to go rap. When she was schooling yeah. them about how to really get this hustle on. Um, she said, "Like I'm not, I'm not into the drugs. So I make it a point not to get myself involved into whatever Marvin's into." Mm-hmm. Like, so she called him by his first name. So yeah. 
It's a weird dynamic. We don't know much about the mom. Um, all of this is, I'm sure, is going to roll itself yeah. out as the season goes on. And I think they're really doing a good job of keeping us interested and engaged and dropping the seeds mm-hmm. early on. Um, but I, like I said, I just love the duality of that scene, um, the dynamics. And I'm looking forward to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, just seeing where this family history is or where it was and where it's going. Um I love when Rock just discussed her relationship with Kanan to Symphony. Like, just yeah. kind of broke down. Like, I was 16 when I had him. And every, my whole life, everybody telling you how to raise your kid and what yeah. you can and can't do. And that just makes... It really puts things into perspective as how why her and Kanan's relationship are, is the way it is. Yeah. And I think you see that with a lot of young single mothers. Any type mm-hmm. of... Uh, young mom or teen mom and that first child and especially when it's known for just like a period of time like there's just a bond that just can't be because it's on some you know you see it in pursuit of happiness you're just kind of like this we really went through some stuff even if you don't really know what we went through we Mm -hmm. went through all this together and we was really like everybody was against us and our backs against the wall and here we are now yeah um and i think that they do a good job of making sure that they portray that in their relationship and they both have it because mm-hmm. it goes to it goes twofold. Kanan has that same type of feel and love. That's why he even got himself into this mess because he wanted to make sure he had his mom's back. All right. Any any other scenes that you have or you want to talk about? Well, I put Kanan meet Symphony, but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily for Kanan meeting Symphony. It was just for the dynamic of the Rock Raquel and Kanan. Like you can see that just what you talked about, like that that love and how much they love each other. But you can see. Kanan is really feeling himself. Peep that when he walked out and he walked past her, how he measured her up. Like, not on some like he'll beat her ad, like, but just to let her know, like, I'm a man now. Like, yeah, on some of that. Do. Yeah, man. Like, you got he, this nigga in my yeah, house. Like, yeah, in his drawers, bro. Yeah, like, like that's. <laughs> They gotta be some more communication about that, man. Either, yeah. either, but either, either my son. Well, I know he wasn't supposed to be there. I know yeah, I'm sure that's what yes, you're about to say. Yes. But still, bro. She tried, man. Even if he ain't supposed to be like, nah, man, come on. Draws like, on, my... on my shit. Like he He's ready to check him, bro. Come on. Can we play? That's how you supposed to respond. Come on, yeah. man. You don't know him? Like that's I don't why... even know no heads up. Like I don't even know who you yeah. are, bro. Yeah. And I respect Symphony for like, nah, that ain't necessary. Like when she was like, and he gonna He had to. Yeah, he had to. Yeah, that's what you supposed to do. But that's respect, yeah. yeah. He could have been on some Melvin. Yeah, he should have whooped him. <laughs> 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 Jody, hey, I, hey yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Stick around, y'all. I can't wait for baby boy. But uh, yeah, anything else? Any other scene that stood out or moment? Nah, I think that's about it. All right, I well, think that. Hold on, I think that the the rookie cop. Yeah. I can't think of her name right now. Top the, of my head, the nurse. <laughs> yeah, the nurse. She go, bro. She gonna be something else, bro. Yeah, you can tell she got a little cowboy in her. Yeah. Um, I think Burke is her name. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll she see might say happens. nigga for the season over. Nah, chill out. Um, right. Before we get out of this episode, we'll get into our character conversation. Uh, we want to get into Howard, who yes. was played by Omar Epps. Um, I think this was a pretty obvious one, as you said, school, as you yeah. watch the episode. You just learn a lot more about his character yeah. and where he fits in the world. Not only where he fits in the world, where he thinks he fits yes. in the world, yeah. but where he's realizing he actually is. Yeah. Um, there, there's a very... um hard shell there um 
even when he gets back in the car with Burke after seeing the doctor and just yeah. kind of, you know, doc says I got prostate or got half my age, like yeah. just trying to play it too cool. When you just really receive some life changing news, like the the fact that the doctor was sitting there, like I don't know if you really are registering how yeah, what I just told real. you. Like, yeah. yeah, this is real, and that I mean I'm sure if you get hit with some information like that, it's like a you know it's like a ton of bricks just come down on you, um, and it's hard to really adjust and realize what you're gonna do next. But it also puts things into perspective, and you saw him doing that, especially at the scene when he met with uh with Rock. And he was just, you know, mentioning, you know, they say we all come from there from the water. Like, that's where life start. And Rock just looking like, I'm from South Side. Like, I <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And um, he makes a comment, you know, small ass life. Like, we, uh, you know, are we headed somewhere? Are we running the place. Like, he's trying to, he's trying to put things together and really, what have I been doing all these years? Yeah. Like, what are we doing in this game? Like, what is the end goal? Is this it? Is yeah. this this life thing? It also makes me think of like, the desperation is about to hit too. Like his yeah. his character is gonna be, it's gonna make him even more dangerous, bro. Like, cause yeah. Well, the, the thing is, my thing with Howard is, I don't know what his end game is. I don't know what yeah. he wants. Like, yeah. I don't know what he's looking for. You get what I'm saying? Yes. I know what Rock's looking for. I know what yes. Unique's looking for. I know what Kanan's looking for. I know what Uncle Marvin's looking for. Luke, yeah. like, I don't know what Howard's looking yeah. for. I don't know what he wants from all of this. Yeah, and we knew he wasn't loyal. But he definitely showed it this time. Like he showed, like I'm not even loyal to Unique. Like I need a, I need some dope on the table, and I got to get it through you, Unique. But and that's the thing. <laughs> I don't even know if he, how much he cares about that. Yeah, like you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. he doesn't even strike me as a company man in that yeah, manner. Like he's right. he's very self absorbed, mm-hmm. and I think he he feels like he can run the streets how he wants to, um, similar to an Alonzo. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where you the law, like you just, and he mentions that he just, he always says that, like like I said, this episode, you know, people know when I come, I'm coming for real, like I'm I'm the reckoning, like yeah, he, he has this image in his head of how he thinks the streets view him, and then I think everybody else is like, that's just right. Howard, man, old suck ass yeah, cop, yeah, suck ass yeah. detective, yeah, um, so I think you hit the nail on the head. The desperation is about to kick in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're gonna get some more of his family in there. And I have no idea where his character is going. I don't know what side he's gonna land on. Nah. I don't know if he's gonna beat this thing. Like it, it's setting up for something. Yes. And I don't know what it is, but that is at this point, I'd say the most fascinating character. Um, not the not the one I'm most interested in. Yeah. But I'm definitely the most fascinating to see where these puzzle pieces are headed to. Yes. Where his character is gonna end up. Um, just very interesting, and the balls is it's picking up, man. It's really picking up, and I love it when I know that something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I just don't know I what don't yet. Know. And they're doing a very good job of giving us all the you know the correct amount of pieces yeah. while still building up the drama. And like I said, we're gonna get to five, six, and yes. something's gonna start. That first bombshell is gonna yes. hit, and it's gonna be like, oh, oh snap, snap, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really about it. That's all I have for episode three. Anything from you? Nah, I think that's it, baby. I can't wait. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, we'll definitely be looking forward to coming back next week for episode four. Please continue to give us your feedback. We're on Instagram as the Culture Garden Podcast. Um, hit us up. Facebook Culture Garden Podcast as well. Yes. Definitely appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool. Peace.